Good day, ladies and gentlemen around the world, <laughs> friends and family, and Matt doing that weird Woo. snappy thing with his fingers. It's the bottom <laughs> tier. I yeah. am Greg. I am Matt. Guys, we are so, so happy that you're here joining us again. Matt, this is our 11th episode. Oh, I can't believe it. We've broken double digits. We didn't stop at 10. And now... And now here we are. And here we are. Episode 11. Uh, episode 11. Is this the final episode? No, friends, it is not. No, we're going on forever. What are you talking about? Literally until we die. Yeah, we're flesh and blood lifers. Flesh and blood for life. Yeah. I mean, technically, we're all made of flesh and blood, so. Whoa. We, we are flesh and blood for life in a literal sense. Matt, right, right here, guys, giving you the deep thoughts. Deep thoughts on the bottom tier today. Bottom <laughs> tier, really, is where the deep thoughts sink down. <laughs> right <laughs> seek down to the bottom yeah that is right if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome uh, we're happy to have you we're a flesh and blood podcast about the trading card game and we really want to be able to help people uh learn more about this game as and kind of gain a passion for it like we do and uh that's kind of where we got started with this and so thanks for tuning in make sure to to follow us here and and we try to do this every single friday i had a couple people ask me questions of when our podcast released it's every friday Every Friday, us. usually at about nine or ten o'clock in the morning, yep. uh, Mountain Standard Time, uh, depending on you know what your time Arizona. Zone is. We'll say Arizona time because we switch between Pacific time that, and Mountain Standard. That is true because actually. we are cool. But yeah, we we uh, every every single Friday you can hear our beautiful, lovely dulcet tones. Subulous, subulous. <laughs> Subtulous? Is that a word? I don't think. Well, it is now. Subtulous? I don't know. Succulent? No, that's a cactus. That's, nope. Uh, uh, you know? Matt, we're we're getting a little off track here. Tremendous voice. I was just giving us a compliment. That we're All right. great. All right. But anyways, welcome. I, I think the censors might actually come in and tell us to stop in a second. Like, I don't know what subtulous, <laughs> what like subtulous is, but it, it doesn't sound like it's clean. It sounds sexy in a way. <laughs> right? Uh, well, hey, uh, let's talk about some news. That's, 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 that's the news sound? That's now the news sound, yeah. <laughs> awesome. You already here first, folks. Uh, flesh and blood, bottom tier. It's time for the news. News. Uh, so we got a news update. Uh, this one's kind of sad. It actually involves real-world things, but the national championship in the United Kingdom was rescheduled due to a pretty uh, standard reason, in my opinion, like a, a valid reason, but rescheduled due to uh, the Queen's passing. Queen died. What are you going to do? Yep. So now it's going to be from October 1st to October 2nd, but... Uh, the all the places have been spoken to, um, like uh, from LSS standpoint, they thought it was the best decision to make to be able to make those changes because there will be a time period of, of mourning for the month for the queen and a lot of things going on for that. And I mean, it's a big deal in the United Kingdom for that. And so something I've kind well, of... Not, I mean, it's important to, to note that not just in the UK, uh, Elizabeth was queen of, of many countries. So New Zealand as well, where LSS is stationed. There you go. Um, as well as a bunch of the Caribbean, uh, Canada and Australia. That's and right. And some other places as well. So um, so rescheduling in the UK, especially because LSS is, is a New Zealand organization, like that makes logically a lot of sense. Absolutely. And it's a big deal. Like it's it's... Like there were jokes going on for a while that the queen was going to outlive everyone, but it it happened. Uh, May she rest in peace. And I I saw the reason I want to bring it up is I just kind of want to get your point, like ask you a question on it is I saw a lot of people talking about this kind of being like, I wish he gave us more notice. I wish like 
Like, what am I supposed to do? I yeah, took time on I, all stuff. And I, I, when my leaders die, I usually wish that they had just phoned ahead just to let me know that it was coming. <laughs> yeah, right. So I could prepare for that. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of a weird complaint coming from some people. Like, I do know that it does take a lot to travel and all that stuff. But with things of this caliber, like, I think this is the right call from LSS and, and, yeah, I don't want to be political, but I guess we are now. I'm sorry. But yeah, I welcome just, to the bottom politics. <laughs> but I mean, like, I just think like this makes sense and it's a bummer and there's resources. And I don't think anyone in the UK is going to be like, you can't get a refund because of this, because all of them are going to be like, yeah, definitely. First of all, I think 100% someplace is going to be like, no, 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 you can't have your money back. Excuse me, chap. Um, just because that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. Um, but we all know that they're. Not cool. Insert curse word here uh, <laughs> and not worthy of being talked about, uh, except in a derogatory sense. Um, so, uh, you know, good luck with that. Anybody who's having difficulty with that sort of thing, uh, really like the worst outcome is for you to have is for anybody to have sunk a bunch of money into something like this. Yeah. Have some event that happens completely outside your control. Like last time I checked, we can't stop death. It just yeah. happens. Um, and then to, you know, be screwed out of that like that that genuinely sucks and i feel for you um that being said though i'm really not the right person to talk to about this because i can't not make it political and i really don't want to upset our uh our commonwealth listeners with my uh with my spicy irish american takes on (laughs) the english monarchy that sounds fine so that i mean i i just saw some of that stuff out there and you know what guys like Things happen. Just, I know it's a bummer, but you know, we just got to push through. And I think it was a right call. Like, if I was in the LSS's shoes, like I probably would have made the same decision. It, I, and, I, I, I one hundred percent can yeah. see where they're coming from. Um, and uh, you know, you're American. I'm American. We don't have royalty out here. We don't yeah. have that particular sort of like landed aristocracy or anything. So I'm not fully aware of like the emotion that a monarch subject can have for their ruler. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I genuinely, I, I'm not in any sort of position to judge or to comment on anybody's reaction to this, who was actually one of Elizabeth's subjects, not my place. Um, all I will say is that if you got screwed over by this, if this is not something that uh, that is, if, if rescheduling it makes it so that you can't go or something like that, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Um, if the hotels aren't giving you the refund or they're only giving you partial refunds or something back, you have all of my sympathy. I'm Absolutely. genuinely sorry that this has gotten in your way of enjoying something that you love and that you may have less opportunity to do so because of something that you had absolutely no say in. I'm so, so, so sorry. That is a well way to put it. So I like that. And uh, let's move on. Let's move on from the set. Stuff. Let's move on because I'm going to start saying things in a minute that's really going <laughs> to get us some hate mail. We're going to go into fun news. Uh, so there is a living legend status. Ooh. You know about that. I, we all I, know about that. I, I'm aware of, of Living Legend and yeah. basically how it works. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Well, <laughs> there's a new hero that has been added to the Living Legend status, and it is Yoji, the Royal Protector. Have you seen this? No. So a name has been added. and Yoji, it, it, the Royal Protector. And speculations are uh, saying that it is the 
person that we see inside the dynasty that doesn't have a name yet or we haven't had any information on. So Yoji. The big fella. Yep, the big fella. So Yoji, the royal protector, was mentioned in uh, the Emperor's lore, and we already saw that kind of like a shadow character on the website. So people are putting the pieces together that that is the new hero and what they're called. So with that, uh, people, of course, are even now going all in that it is a guardian, and also people are going all in that it's a warrior. And, uh, but with that comes some cool tinfoil hat stuff that I'm really excited about. Oh man, Matt hit me with the tinfoil hat stuff. Uh, somebody had brought up on Twitter. Um, I forget their name right now and I would check typically on my phone, but it reads recording this podcast. But, uh, there is, uh, someone on Twitter said, wouldn't it be so cool if LSS was revealing this name and this character mysteriously. And then all of a sudden, have them be assassinated in the lore, and then that's the character. This is just a decoy <laughs> character to get us hyped, and then they're going to get killed, and that will be the real character, and it's an assassin. That, okay, that legitimately... Gets me stoked. Like, that's 4D chess. Yeah. That LSS we playing at that point. Like, that's insane. Yeah, and if they do that, that's amazing. Like, I think that'd be really, really cool uh, storyline. But also, like, I kind of like Yoji's design, so I would hope... I really like Yoji's still design. Get it, you know, like... Like I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm like the whitest dude on the planet, <laughs> but I am kind of built like Yoji. It's kind of nice to see, you know, thick boy, thick boys, thick boys, yeah, in the game, like competitively. Hopefully, maybe fingers yeah. crossed. Or they're gonna get assassinated, and that is cool in itself. Like I enjoy that tinfoil hat. I just, you know, I also hope it's to just, get Yoji. It's, it's, it's just that that's a really cool concept. But honestly, really hoping for Yoji. Really hope he turns into something interesting. Yeah. Um, and the see the. The biggest thing that sort of worries me about the hybridization of classes uh, is that the potential for that hybridization to go real wrong real fast yeah. is strong. Yes. Um, and especially if you're looking at like mixing Guardian with something else, especially if it has the, dr- the draconic talent, which mm-hmm. I assume it's going to, um, like that gets real rough real yeah. fast. So I, like Guardian Warrior, I can kind of see. It's, that seems a little repetitive to me. Um, cause obviously they play differently, but they're both, you know, more martial classes. Yeah. They're both, you know, hit big, wait for your moment sort of play styles. Um, when the emperor came out and he was the warrior wizard that opened up, you know, really interesting, like a really interesting dichotomy in the character. You can play it more wizard. You can play it more warrior and have access to sort of both of those archetypes plus whatever blended archetypes you could figure out. Absolutely. And, and like with that, I think there was a there's another theory as well of what's going to be coming in the set, and with the emperor being a warrior and wizard, uh, talking to local areas in the community, we've we've kind of discussed this a lot. So if you're listening, thank you. Uh, but uh, warrior wizard, uh, there's been stuff about there's going to be another warrior hero. There's going to be a wizard hero that isn't dual, right? It'll be draconic, draconic. And that way the card pool is able to work for both the Emperor and those heroes because they will have cards dedicated to them in this next set. And so there's a belief that there'll be a warrior, a new warrior, a new wizard, the warrior wizard, and a new class, which could be the assassin or a cleric or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So that's I like that theory as well. I, I, I really hope it ends up being something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed for the idea of a new class. I think that is going to be kind of the shakeup that 
things sort of need. Like, like the meta is is not at all in any way, shape, or form getting anywhere near the point of like stale or stagnant or anything. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I feel like generally, if you hear somebody say, "Oh, I'm playing Ninja," then you know. You know, obviously, sort of the things that you have to be ready for in order to play against that. Correct. I think throwing a new class is going into the pool is going to really shake all of that up. So somebody says, "Well, I'm playing a ninja," then you don't necessarily know what you have to do at that point. Yep. Because you know, what if they built a ninja to take, uh, you know, to counter this other thing now? Like it's it's a whole new sort of realm of things. Absolutely. And the one worry I do have though is like they've given us classes before, merchant, for example. The best class in the game. So Merchant doesn't have any cards except for Silver Palms, which came out last time. Maybe yeah. we'll get some more here, right? I Honestly, I really hope that yeah. some of the more underfunded like classes or like the one-offs get some love. Like, Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to see Merchant get some class-specific stuff. Um, this is an absolute long shot, and it's not going to happen, but I'd love to see like Shiana get some new stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd love to see like an adult version of like Volda Brightax or something like that. Right. Well, I mean, so with it being in Volcor, like the speculation is it's going to be an adult, ver- an, a Starvo, not Starvo, but like an, another adult version of Kano Retrained. as the wizard, right? Yeah. With new stuff, draconic added to it. Great. Right. So we're going to see that as a, as a theory. Um, and so that makes sense. But as far as like what I was saying is like with LSS, I just don't want like the merchant. I hope that they're like, here is some extra stuff that actually makes this a playable thing. Not just like, Again. isn't this really fun? Like you can play as a bard or a judge or whatever. Like, it's like, yeah, it's really, really fun, but I want to see it. Like I want to be able to actually do something with it. So right. I do hope the new class builds that I, I kind of am on the camp of that. We're going to get a, a warrior and that Kano is going to be that wizard. And I really do hope that it's an assassin that kills, uh, kills Yoji in the lore or something, but we still get Yoji. Cause I think Yoji is really cool. Like, I think that'd be really cool to do that as a reveal. And kind of make it canon, like, hey, you can just play Yoji from this set, but Yoji will never be an adult. Oh, who? It doesn't matter. I just think it'll be really cool. So I do tend to agree with you on that one. Like, yeah. just just generally, and, and and this has been like a thing for the entire game. It's one of the things that really got me into it in the first place. The way that they handle like the lore and everything, and how they actually adhere to their own like internal logic through everything. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's so like we both write a little bit. We indulge our creative <laughs> yeah. side slightly. Um, it's so easy to go off the rails when you're trying to figure out like a, co- like a cohesive narrative when working in like a high fantasy sort of environment or something. Yeah. And that's before you start plugging in like the mechanologist steampunk stuff and you know, all, yeah. all of the alternate reality stuff you get with like the shadow <laughs> heroes. And sometimes and like, you plug it in and just like, this is a mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? This is gross and I regret everything I've ever done, but sometimes it really works. And I feel like LSS is, more on the it really works side it, of things. It really does feel like a D&D campaign in the aspect of certain things where it's like, all right, here's these heroes doing their thing and for some reason there's a circus in town and, you know, now we get to go visit the city and this is kind of their aspect. So I really like creatively that's, that's really cool to be able to see and they have like unique it feels for each set based off the region and area you're at. So they're doing a great job there. And I'm, so I'm excited for dynasty to kind of finish that little story arc in Volcor and then go from there. So it, I, I will bet you five American greenback dollars that, <laughs> that this whole thing started uh, from one of James White's like homebrew D and D sessions. I would. Yeah, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. Yeah. And then there was just like, we got to make characters. I don't know what to, uh, 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 you know what? I really like Usain Bolt. We'll make Bolton. <laughs> this is Reinar. 
He's a Goliath barbarian. This guy could kill you in one hit. We'll name him KO. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're smart and we are good at names. No shade or anything. Honestly, if I had to come up with no, it's for funny. All these, for I, all I think these it's heroes, great. it's great. I really like it. Uh, with that, we have a little bit more uh, news update or kind of a follow-up. It can kind of guide us into our topic a little bit. Big news week, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nationals have been going on. Yes, they have. Yeah, we've had about five or six completed so far. And it's been really interesting to see there has been uh, there's been some Oldham's winning. Have I or have I not been saying that Oldham is going to be a breakout? Oldham, Oldham's out. He's broken out. We had a couple Briars win. So we've had two Oldhams, two Briars. Yeah. yeah. The shocking one was Reinar. Reinar pulled in a win. The big boy himself. Which is great. And then there was one Blitz Nationals and Dorinthia won that one, which is really cool. Dory's really good in Blitz. Yeah. So we have a good mixture. So we have Oldham, Briar, and it's kind of C to C. Oh, we also had one Dramai win. We had a Dramai win. So, so really, like, th- this is the anything goes meta. We have we have tank sort of tactics being good. We have the you know the arcane sort of uh, play non attacks and attacks in the same turn sort of yeah. thing being viable. Brute, so just hit it hard, hit it big is getting viable. Um, Dromai is fitting in there, which is freaking wild and amazing. Well, like, I, it makes sense to me. So like, this is the interesting part is with looking at the top eights of each one you can tell what they were there for. So those who have the Oldham, no one had prepped for Oldham to be that standout, right? Uh, uh, the, the person who played Reinar was expecting Dramai's, got Dramai's, right? Yep. They were like, hey, Dramai's going to be a counter to Oldham, and I think in my this area we're going to have a lot more Dramai's. Won it because they were able to counter and pop, right? We have Briar, where it was like, I don't think anyone's going to be Oldham got it you know so it's like interesting where it's like you're playing this mental rock paper scissors of like if i come here and play like what will be the decks that are predominant there and what do i have to worry about and that's like the main base of the game so so i mean i don't think oldham is as breakout as you want because i don't i think what's interesting is like the oldham players are going back to oldham so you know there's going to be oldhams but there's ways to work around it now dromai is that counter and so is the Oldham scared enough of Dramai to to be like, you know what, I'm an Oldham player, but you know a lot of people are playing Dramai because Dramai is a really fun hero, and I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to play Oldham. And then I go play something else. And Dramai can do actually really good work against, uh, in my opinion, like you can win against Briar, you can win against mm-hmm. all of them. And so like it's interesting to be able to see that. And so I do think that these heroes that we see at the top, besides the Blitz one. Uh, and, and Reinar being kind of an outlier, but I do think that the the Briar, the Ultim, and the Jermai are our three ABC decks, 100%. Or, yeah. or S-tier decks. Yeah, that, that 100% seems to be where things are sort of settling down. Yeah. Um, mostly because, like you were saying, they are a good matchup sort of against each other in yeah. that kind of like rock, paper, scissors sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, they're, they're just fun decks to play, depending on whether you're aggro, mid-tempo, or control. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so it's, it's just sort of the natural evolution of it. But the really beautiful thing is, uh, is that, you know, for example, the Oldhams haven't popped off as much as I thought that they were going to, and that's yeah. phenomenal. That means that there's enough counters for it, there are enough people working against it that it's not going to warp things around it. Absolutely. As, so the, the balance is, like, beautiful right now. It's really just... It's a prime, 
prime time to jump in. Absolutely. I, I think this meta is really fun and uh, it can get a little daunting at times, but I do really like it. And grindy, like like Ultim does have a lot of control, but it's a really good time to be able to jump in the meta with, with one of these heroes if you want, but also just pick the thing you like. Pick the thing you like. Yeah. Play the game. Play the game. The only thing that matters is getting in and playing the game. Exactly. You'll figure out what you like and what you don't, and you'll figure out how to make it better, and that's all that matters sometimes, man. And so this raises a question for me. Are you ready for this? Let's go. I'm ready. Question time. Uh, uh, so I'm a brand new player. Congratulations. Welcome to the greatest hobby in the world. Thank you. Uh, I have started in Commoner. And awesome. I have picked my favorite hero. This is all like, you know, you, you understand it, but for the listener yeah, being yeah. like, what the heck's going on? I'm pretending that I am this person. We are, we're setting up a hypothetical. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're stupid. I just wanted to let you know. It, it's hard <laughs> to tell sometimes without facial expression. Yeah. What's going on. We, th- this is a hundred percent. This part's tongue in cheek. All right. Don't worry guys. We love you. I have picked prism as my commoner hero. That's a bold choice. Cotton. Yeah, and I am really enjoying Prism, and I'd like to now get into the world of CC. What do I do? You cry in a corner because you can't play Prism. Okay, so what should I do? After that, honestly, like th- there are sort of two routes that I can see a person going down in that case. Either you kind of stay down in Commoner for a little bit, Mm-hmm. Play with a couple other heroes, maybe you know, test out Dromai and see how you know the basic uh, flow of the turns and everything works for you. And then you take you know sort of your second hero and you go into CC with them, or you just pick something, jump into CC, and see if it works for you. Like either way, it comes down to finding somebody who works for you. Like th- the game is hero based. Yeah. Everything revolves around who you choose as your hero. And if the hero that you like to play or that you're used to isn't legal in a particular format, you have no choice but to find another hero or not play. Mm -hmm. And we're going to assume that not playing is not on the table. We're just not even going to touch it. Oh, for sure. We're we're, we're just going to assume that we're going to keep playing because, you know, why wouldn't you, right? So then the question becomes, do you want to stick with something close to that play style or do you want to try something really new and see if something else would appeal to you in that sort of way? For sure. I mean, that's that's the real question, right? Is uh, I personally would like to stick to something similar to Prism because it's so what I'm comfortable with. So what kind of Prism do you play, new player? I play a Herald-based Prism. Cool. You're probably going to want to try a Guardian then. Okay, Cool. I love it. There we go. There's a Bravo deck, buddy. Go have fun. Uh, No, that's that's kind of it. So uh, the question that I want to kind of ask with that, like that was a great hyperbole, like being someone who's introducing a lot of new people to play Flesh and Blood, right? One of my favorite things to do is pick a hero that seems very, very cool to you. Like just look at them. Judge the book Rule by the cover. Cool yeah. is very powerful. Judge the book by the cover, and you're going to be like, I really like the aesthetic of this hero, and I'm going to play it, right? Exactly. And, and once you get into playing, you're going to realize, oh, I hate this hero or, oh, I love this hero. Do, and you can go from there. Do I, as a person that introduces people to this game, say, uh, I can't play that hero because they're they're living Absolutely legend. not. Why not? It That's 100% the wrong way to go. 
stop me if you've heard this one before. You see something really cool. Yeah. And you're like, hey, look, that thing is really cool. And the person that you, and you know, you're there with a friend, you see a cool thing, and you point it out. And they look at it and they laugh and they say, no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I have seen that before. Yeah. yeah. How likely are you then to go and indulge in that thing that you think is cool, but that your friend immediately greeted with like derision? Not likely. Exactly. Yeah. No's are how you force people out of the hobby. Before they've even had the chance to decide whether they like it or not. Yeah. So if somebody comes and they say, well, I really like this hero and it's prism or it's chain or something like that. Um, I feel like we're in a position to have to say, awesome. Good choice, man. Really interesting. Here's a couple of different play styles. Here's, you know, here's a commoner deck. Let's go get some games. in. Yeah. Because, you know, take prism for an example. Prism is only illegal in CC. Yeah. She's perfectly legal in commoner. She's perfectly legal in blitz. Um, and of course, everything's legal in UPF. So who cares? So, really, there's no reason to tell them not to, unless they're really specific and they're like, I like big decks, I like taking an hour plus for each yeah. game, that's how I want to play, can I play this hero? And at that point, you would have to say, unfortunately, you cannot play that hero in that particular format, but here's one that does pretty much a pretty similar sort of thing when you boil it down to just like mechanics. Um, give that a try and see and see if yeah. you like it. So when's the right time to break the news? Like it's, I feel like it's important to be upfront about it. Yeah. So if, so we'll, we'll carry on with the prism example. The person says, I really like this, you know, this hero. She looks really cool. Um, I'd like to, you know, play this deck. You, you or I, or whoever else is out there. Uh, this is, you know, an advice session basically. Yeah. Uh, who's doing a similar thing to this. Um, at that point you go, Awesome. So here's this hero, and you tell him a little bit about Prism. Prism is an illusionist. She creates these auras, and they can be used to block damage, or they can be used to attack stuff. She has these big attack cards, but there's this thing where if they're blocked by another big attack card, then your turn ends. So you have to play that strategy yeah. you know, really thoughtfully. Um, and then you follow it up with another thing that you should be aware of is that it's ac she's actually a really good hero in some formats, which means that uh, she's been played enough that you can't play her in classic constructed but she's still perfectly viable and legal in the other two major formats um, so if you really like her there's still an avenue for you to play her but if you want to go and do that you know quote unquote more serious like yeah. play style you're going to have to shake it up a little bit it disclosure up front is how you avoid problems down the road. Absolutely. So just so just be honest about it, and and they have no idea what they're getting into. So so let's say okay, cool, and go on with it. Absolutely, and and that's you did a great job. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. The reason this kind of came across my mind is I have been introducing more and more people, and a lot as we talked last time, like Briar is a choice for people. Briar's really close mm -hmm. to Eld, right? People have like Prism. People like other stuff, and they come in, and uh, sometimes. The way we treat new players uh, can really be a bummer, right? And so, like, sometimes you have a player, like, someone brand new show up, and then it's like, oh, your hero is, you can't even play that. And it's like, yeah, you can. Like, you, you can, totally can. In, like, right here. We're oversimplifying this because you think that one thing is better than another thing. Yeah. But you need to take your biases out of this. Yeah. And just provide the information. This is how you grow the hobby. This is how you bring other people into yeah. the community. And it's how you make them feel welcome and included. Right. And so I've been really stoked. Like, uh, the way that I was introduced, like, I picked Bolton as my first hero. Not a single person said, like, like I, I heard, I heard really so good. Bad. I heard like, oh, Bolton's an interesting choice. Yeah, like 
I didn't read at the time, but then now I'm like, right. oh, yeah, but yeah, that's bad. Bolton <laughs> was an interesting choice, and by interesting, I mean awful. <laughs> and to all you play Bolton, Bolton's really good if you get that triple Lumina and has the combo, and it's great. And, uh, like, it's just not a hero for me, but, like, I'm glad that no one said, like, that's bad, because it was just like, I'm learning this game, I'm playing this hero I suggested too, and I go from there. And so, like, I think as players... We need to realize as we talk or are dealing with a new player, there we need to have some sort of like new player etiquette. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so what I I kind of want to talk about what you think that is. And so for me, when I first played, it was taking time to explain your card. Hundred percent. Allowing me to make mistakes and then being like, oh hey, like yeah, you can do that. But you oh, have to do it in this order. Exactly. All that or like, oh, I didn't actually want to do that. Uh, that was a mistake. And then just saying, okay, yeah, just take it back. Just take it back and, and do it the way yeah. you want to. And we'll go from there. Yeah, 100%. And so I, I think if you're someone like that, that's awesome. And I know that this game is very, 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 very competitive. And we want to win the sweet cold foil waning moon. And we want to win the really cool play mats and the raffle. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's, that's the whole point of playing a game, right? It's, yeah. It's for the sweet swag. And it's for the sweet stuff. But, like, I do think there is something about, like, treating a new player with enough, like, you get leniency for a month. You know, like, yeah, well, as a new it's... player, you get to chill, and we're going to treat you well, and then we're going to get a little bit more stricter every week you come here, it's, and then you're going to be a pro. It's just good sportsmanship when you yeah. get right down to mm-hmm. it. Like, you can totally be the guy who's sitting there with, like, a printed copy of, you know, the comprehensive rule set and arguing with people about when priority is passed. Yeah. Or you can be the guy who lets the newbie just figure out if they even like the game before you start getting all rules lawyery about it. Absolutely. Um, but so, like, the, there are some people who are, like, really hardcore like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you're a person who's really hardcore about this, if you've dedicated time and treasure and all of that stuff into it and you want to take this seriously, more power to you. God bless. But you also have to allow a little bit of room for people who haven't been doing this as long, for people who aren't into it quite to that degree, to get into it and to kind of explore it a little bit. That in, in any hobby, especially in any hobby like this one where there's you know where there's room for a competitive crowd and a casual crowd, you got to make room for both crowds. Yeah, the casuals can't get all you know annoyed because the competitors come in and are competitive about things and the competitors can't get all annoyed that the casuals are there taking a little bit more time and maybe with, you know, without the, you know, the nitty gritty understanding of how every single cog in the machine works, you know, um, there has to be a balance between things. And really the simple fact of it is, um, if nobody's, you know, coming into this hobby, if nobody is, you know, being exposed to it and having fun for the first time and going out and buying their first box or their first pre-con and going to their first event and, being welcomed in, then they're not going to come back. Then there's no growth. Eventually, LSS can't afford to pay its people anymore. They close down, and the game is gone. Yeah, and that's not what what any of us want to see. Yeah, and so I don't think I, I think I just want to have that discussion of like, hey, just don't gatekeep. Let people be able to play what they want when it comes to like the formats they're allowed. And if obviously if they're jumping in a CC, uh. And, and, and I hope, and I hope they were able to talk to someone something. ahead of time, right? I hope they were able to talk to someone ahead of time about... Uh, actually, let's talk about this scenario. I think that would be very fascinating. Let's say somebody does research online and hasn't reached out to the community and has mm-hmm. found out that on Friday, this armory fires, and they even though they were doing research online, the research was like, 
Like, oh, I, oh, that Starville guy looks really, really cool. And because you don't know Living Legend right away, you have no idea what that means. Like, like somebody just like looked at the card, like, yeah, like, like the card lists or something. Oh, yeah, was like, like, oh, that, that's awesome. That, I want to do that. That guy's really cool. Oh, awesome. Oh, they, this guy won a bunch of national ships. I'm going to go in and play Starro, and I'm bringing my CC deck, and I'm going to purchase all these cards ahead of time because, like, I'm used to trading card games and I'm used to making a big investment. So, since I want the best deck, I'll play, and then I'm just going to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say that scenario happens, which it, it might have. And they show up to Sun Valley Games on a Friday night, and we're all shout firing. out to Sun Valley Games. Oh, yeah, sorry, we're showing it to our local armory and playing that uh, uh, on a Friday night. Right. So now what? We have a brand new player that none of us have met before, and like, hey, I just got into the game. I made this really sweet deck. Us as a community, would we be like, sorry, dude, can't play that. Or would we be like, I I think personally for me and my personal preference, it would be like, hey, normally you can't play that hero because of this thing called Living Legend. However, because it's your first time, uh, we're all down to let you come in and, and play and do all that type of stuff. And uh, and then um, if you like any of our heroes, you can borrow it the next week or something like that. Like I would be totally down to allow them to play that hero that they just invested money and time in or something like that. But that's, that's a trickier situation. In my it opinion. definitely is. And, and, and more like in, in a more casual environment, like I don't care, like yeah. bring Starro, bring Duskblade chain. Like let's, like, let's do this. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Um, if, if you're just playing at a kitchen table, like cool, whatever goes, goes, I don't care. These, these are playground rules. Yeah. We live free here. But when you're actually going to an event and you're paying in your money and it's being counted for XP points and uh, all of that stuff, then you have to play by the rules. And in, in this particular scenario, um, if they didn't check and see you know, what the rules were to an event like this before showing up to one, that's on them. And, and and I'm 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 deeply sorry to have to you know sort of take that you know line with it. Yeah. Um. But the information is all there. All it takes is a little clicking around the Flesh and Blood website. Um. And and they you know they don't go out of their way to shove it in your face, but they don't hide it or anything either. Yeah. Um. It's very easy to find the legality policies. It's very it's you know relatively easy to find the Living Legend stuff. Um, if you're looking for things like that. So I, I would say that if that if a person is doing their research and they've looked into like decks and stuff and they bought stuff off like TCG player or something like and in that sort of situation, they should have done the necessary research to know how it worked. Now, that being said, if they show up with a Starvo deck and they've pumped, you know, a couple hundred bucks into this and stuff. Um, at that point, you say, well, I'm sorry, buddy, uh, this hero is actually illegal. And then explain, like, the living legend and everything to him. And, you know, tell him, like, this one specifically was kind of a cancer. Like, he he warped everything around him. Everything became yeah. anti this guy. So we really, we, we can't make any exceptions for that. But, um, and I don't know if this is true in other places, but our community down here, for the most part, is super cool. Yeah. Um, but there are three or four people who are regulars at our scenes who would be like, well, you can't play this one, but I have this other deck that you can borrow if you want want to yeah to you know get some exposure to it to play some reps to see if this one works for you or something like that um in the starvo example we have a couple of bravo players down here who would be like hey uh well you can't play that one but you can play this one it's the same hero basically yeah for sure um so you have to find a way around it kind of at that yeah i I mean it's it's just like that was just the scenario of, of course right and so i I remember your first time coming out and playing at lss like you were you built a chain cc janky chain Janky Jane. 
And uh, you had Seeds of Agony in there because we hadn't looked up the band list. Like I never, no, this, we hadn't checked. This is my first TCG, so for me, I would I didn't know there was like stuff like that. I was like cool cards, like I could put whatever I want. With, you know, right. like yeah. And so like uh, I remember like we sat down. I think you and I were first match. We played it out because we don't know anything. Right. Exactly. And and, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like oh Seeds is banned. You're like ah oh, crap. And so you yeah you changed the you changed the deck on the fly on the right fly. there was yeah. not very good but. But I made it. You made it. See, the, the thing about that that killed me was that uh, the seeds came in the pre-con. Yeah. I had, I had built the pre-constructed out into a CC deck. So yeah. I was just like, why did you give me these cards, guys, if I wasn't allowed to play them? Right. Because it was happened later on. And that's that's interesting about the pre-cons, too, is like some of them just don't have like legal cards in them anymore. Oh, 100%. Which, yeah. Which is a bummer. And so hopefully, like LSS, maybe we'll remake them and they make them I really hope so. That'd be smarter. I really hope so. But... So yeah, I I think like uh, in my opinion, like how we treat the first the players within the first month is really key to be able to grow the community and being toxic and uh, or kind of uh, aggressive or, or mean about it is a wrong way to really go to really build up that community. And so like like I said, like it's just you got to make sure you're really cautious of how you treat certain people. And like new players of the game, treat them well and then have teaching moments and learn about the game and all that type of stuff. And also like, especially if they're from other trading card games, it's even more so important, I would say, because they go back to their other game because we're assuming they're just trying out flesh and blood and it could cause like, all those flesh and blood guys are kind of whatever. So, so just make sure our community is really chill. I, I think we have a really great community that, that does those things uh, and does really well. But it was just something that crossed my mind is like, how do we handle someone that's like going to like treat them well when they are picking a hero that may not be legal anymore? And, and do we, do we try to gatekeep a little bit or do we get rid of the, the gatekeep and just be like, you can play whatever you want here in this format. And, uh, I don't recommend putting money into this hero yet until you really decide if you really like it. And um, also, as you're learning and playing, try out other heroes and see if you like it because there may be one that you'll be able to go up further from there. And yeah, and see, that, that that's the most reasonable way to do it for me. Like, like it all boils down to do you want to see other people in this, in this hobby, in this community, do you want to keep it growing? Mm-hmm. And how do you successfully cultivate the interest for me you do that through compassion and you do it through a mutual understanding that you're both here to learn and that every game you play is an opportunity to pick up a new lesson and with that matt i think we're going to pivot real quick into our recurring segment it's lessons learned oh you beat me too i was like he said lesson yeah oh that was good that yep. was spicy oh i really off the top of my that. head too i really enjoyed that oh that was good i feel great about myself now oh my figuring gosh that, one that was so good <laughs> yeah uh for those who don't know lessons learned is where we talk about our games that we've played and what lessons we learned from it pretty basic and and how we're able to improve as players in this game so uh why don't you go first that was great happily uh so here's here's my lesson for the last week matt Never play a guardian against a guardian. <laughs> Why is that, Greg? All right. So, did you do uh, that? I did do that. Uh, Sounds like it, a lot of guarding. Uh-huh. That was funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was good. That's why I laughed like that. That was the uh-huh. that, that was the genuine amusement laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I was playing CC the other day, and uh, I've been working on this Oldham deck. Yeah. 
And I've got like one or two cards to pick up for it still, but uh, I was playing online with this guy who I know through Discord, and uh, and he's like, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll just I'll just roll a dice, see see what deck I bring. So I bring Oldham, and he brings Bravo, and you know, CC takes a little time. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more of an involved thing, folks. We played for two and a half hours, one game, two and a half hours, mostly just swinging hammers at each other, and I just. After the first hour, I was like, this isn't fun anymore. I'm, I'm not enjoying myself. This, mm-hmm. this is horrible. And we just kept playing, just swinging hammers and, you know, the occasional, you know, spinal crush or arouse the ancients or something. I got an oak and old off once, which was exciting. Wow. Uh, but yeah, not a great game. And not because of anything the other guy did or anything. He was phenomenal. Uh, really nice dude, and, and uh, he he's a guardian main. He plays Bravo and Oldham, so he gave me some tips on Oldham and stuff. And you know, we talked about the game in general and some mutual hobbies and stuff. And it was really it was it was a good time outside the game, mm-hmm. but the game itself was just a slog. So playing two controls against each other, not really that great. Um, just like you know, playing two aggros against each other, also not that great because you both know what the other one is going to do. You're just going to hit as much as possible. Yeah. So there's no real like tactics or strategy that enters into it at that point. You're just trying to hit each other faster than the other person can. For sure. For something like control, there's no real tactics or strategy. You're just blocking all damage, swing <laughs> with hammer, move on. Like yeah. So so it gets boring. So my lesson is never play guardian against guardian. And kind of in, in a broader aspect of that. Shake it up with the hero sometimes. Like, you don't need to play the same thing over and over again. And in fact, playing the same thing over and over again can really uh, be a detriment to your overall enjoyment of things. So, you know, bring a hero you're not used to. Bring a hero that you have a new deck for. Bring a hero that, for the love of God, is anything other than what the other person is playing. Because mirror matches are rough sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's great advice. I like that. Uh, Play different heroes and... Don't do Guardian versus Guardian. Don't do Guardian versus Guardian. Guys, if... if, Luckily, there's a time limit typically in CC. Typically, there is. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Which, really, I kind of wish that I'd availed myself of because I might have won in that case. (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah, typically there's a time limit, and I think it turns into a draw. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's not, like, a decisive, like, resolution at the end. Yep. Yeah. But also learn that matchup and kind of overcome it, like figure out how you could beat yourself, which is great. See, exactly. And, and and that was one of the biggest things that this was really my first time taking the deck out for a real like test drive. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't 100% sure like how to maximize each turn, um, which is probably why it ended up taking as long as it did. Because mostly I was just blocking damage and like, okay, well, I have like two cards left in my hand. So yeah. I'm going to swing with the hammer and I'm going to arsenal this and I'm just going to wait till next turn. Yay. Fun. <laughs> and just did that 40 times. <laughs> I love it. I, well, I'm glad you got practice with you. Here. Thank you, Matt. No, I appreciate yeah, that. That's a good lesson. So what about you, buddy? What uh, what have you picked up this last week or so? Uh, I think the best way to say my lesson learned is don't get cocky, kid. Don't get cocky, kid. Don't get cocky, kid. Uh, the reason I say that is I've had a couple circumstances where I myself have gotten cocky. I've, I'm more comfortable with the game, and I understand it more. And uh, I, there's a little bit of like, nah, I play this more than you uh, when I verse a few people, right? <laughs> and uh, so there's experiences where I'm like, huh, yeah, I got this in the bag, like whatever. So the the one, and I, I'm, I'm going to force this person to listen to this episode just to hear this story, but uh, we played Commoner and I was playing KO and I was like, KO's like, it's a purely fun deck. So I had a really fun time, but there's a part where I was like, I won this game. Like, uh, I was risking I got this in the bag. 11, 11 HP left. Uh, I pull, uh, like, the rolling card and rolled. I got 
plus five to my next attack. Uh, I got plus three from Primeval Bellow, and then I rolled a six on my sixth card. I don't know what it was, but pretty much I was attacking for 20 damage. 20 damage. That's a one-hit KO in the commoner format. Absolutely, and they had one card intimidated, so they could block with three cards, which means like I pretty much got this. They did have armor, though. And so what was funny is they only had a two block, a three block, a three block, and one piece of armor. And it was like, cool. Well, sorry. That's 11. That, you lose. Yeah. Well, they also had Hope Merchant Sets. So they were able to oh, pop that real no. fast, switch it, and they were able to draw three blocks and live by one HP. And I was up by 12 HP. And after that, they were like, all right, cool. Uh, Kadachi, Kadachi, flying kicks. Like, Kadachi, Kadachi, flying kicks. Oh, I'm going to roll my dice. Ah, oh, I got a three. Ah, oh, I should have swung with my hammer. Ah, oh, or I should have swung with my club. And just like misplay after misplay. And then I lost. And I was like, man, I was really confident and cocky because I was like, just did this thing. I'm going to win. I did my job. And now I'm just like, I had to pick up those pieces and be shaken up a little bit and be like, oh, don't get cocky, kid. And that's, see, what, that, that's an awesome lesson. And, oh, yeah. And it's not saying that there's anything wrong with confidence. Right. Confidence is great. Going in, you know, feeling strong and, and, and like you, you've got a good chance here. That's wonderful. And that's the sort of feeling that I think we both should encourage people to have. Oh, how confident? Yeah. And bottom tier top tip be confident in yourself. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not saying I, I think I wasn't like, I was a little too like, <laughs> you know, See, and then I got shooken up. You tipped over from confidence into cockiness. Confidence uh, means that you've taken your opponent into account and you still feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Cockiness means that you have disregarded your opponent. Absolutely. And just think that you're so good. That there's no possible way that you could lose. And those people, I think we can all agree, like as a community, are the toxic part of the community. Dang, you just called me out. I did. I called you out right <laughs> here in front of and like K- all of our people. KO does give you that like, <laughs> like, like it gives you those hype moments. And for sure. KO is the hero that like the jackass guys would play. <laughs> because KO is just the jankiest, <laughs> weirdest, like play style ever like it's pure chance oh yeah look chaos chaos good fun and i just needed a break from you know other stuff but i lost and i you know what what was really cool is it created a really good moment for the other player because they were like that's one of the closest matches i've ever had and i can't believe i was able to make that comeback and it was like really cool to see the joy in the the player's face shout out nolan like i'm making you listen to this whatever but it was really cool to see that and be like Man, like that that is so cool to And see like that that's what we should be here for, guys. Yeah. To be a part of experiences that make somebody just happy. Jazzed. Uh, the point of a game is just to have a good time. Now I wish I could say this is my only circumstance of don't be cocky kick. <laughs> because I did play a CC deck as well. And this one I won. And I was fairly confident in, but there was the there was the pucker part. I was like, ooh. And uh, been there. <laughs> I was playing Phi against Reinarn, and I was doing really, really well. But uh, at the end, it was like the last two turns. I had a pretty good uh, lead, but Reinarn was able to pull a couple tricks where it got me down to about four health, and so I had to start blocking with a little bit of my cards. So the Reinarn player gets me down to two health, and I was like, "I am losing this turn." I had saved my cards. I was able to use all my equipment. And I was like, "They have it." They have the cock. I'm done now. They're going to pull off that defense reaction, uh, that the brute defense reaction, I forget what it's called. Yeah. But it will do two damage to me, and I am dead. 
And I was, it was out of a cockiness, like, I'm confident here. I can do these things. But then I was like, I have to go in this danger zone to survive. Now I don't know what to do. And so now I was just like, oh, defeat. Like, I was like, I am defeated. And so I play my turn. And I was like, it's going to happen right now. No. And he was like, I don't have it. And I was like, oh! <laughs> but like, it was like, it went from being like, I got cocky here. And then like, uh, and then feeling really down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden back and, up. And it might not be cockiness either. Like I was feeling very confident in the game that I like had the control. You were on feeling it. good. You played well. Yeah. You were in a, not a great position, but you were about to be able to strike back uh-huh. as long as they didn't have the one thing. <laughs> yeah. And so like, it was, it, it those, the, le- the lesson is just like, it, this game is really like it could change in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And like you can you can metagame all you want and you can do all that stuff. And sometimes the cards will not be in your favor, and that's a bummer. Spend all the money you can, play yeah. a thousand times a day, and every once in a while the universe will decide no, friend. Absolutely. And so that's my my lesson learned is like some things I like. Just stay focused. Don't let things rattle you, and and uh, don't get too cocky. You know, don't get cocky, kid. Um. Anyways, uh, I think this was a great episode. We talked about etiquette. We talked about a Ed- lot of new etiquette. Is that the word? Etiquette. 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 That's not the word. Either is fine. I don't care. Is that a real word? No, I don't think so. It is now. You said that twice now. We've, so am I making some innovations in the English language? Uh, well, I, I have a story I have to say off mic about me saying words wrong, so it's great. <laughs> I think I just made a mistake, guys. <laughs> but with that, uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. I am Matt. I'm Greg. And friends, we are the bottom tier. Thank you so much for being here. We love you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Good luck. Have fun. Bottoms up.